Mr. Luke Clayton, I am in a hotel room this morning and just finishing up with the uh, MC, the Disabled Outdoorsman of USA last night. My voice is a little bit strange this morning, and it, I thought we might talk a little bit or let you do more of the talking maybe this morning <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, you know, not too terribly long ago, I had an opportunity to shoot an air gun, and I was able to take a hog, and I know that that's a topic that's very dear to your heart in a lot of different ways. You like to try so many different ways of hunting, and you know I kind of keep going back to my handguns and my rifles, and you know, and, and uh, trying to shoot that horned ammo because I love the aroma of freshly burnt gunpowder. But uh, and, you know, moving into the future, I, I think we're going to see more and more people because of different regulations increasing human population having to hunt close to town and, and all those kind of things. I think we're, and then technology as well, too, but I think we're going to see a lot more air guns. And uh, tell us a little bit about some of your latest adventures. I will, Larry, but, uh, you know, I, I will say that I, I, I absolutely love shooting my center fires. You know that. Oh, yeah. uh, and I hope that never stops. Uh, you know, no. I, I, I don't think it will. I hope it doesn't. But I, I love my my centerfire rifles and shotgun. I love the burn powder too. But yeah, there's something in my DA, DNA, I guess, <laughs> that causes me to like to try different uh, bows, crossbows, air guns. And for yes, for for on the big bore air guns, there's still a lot of folks that uh, you know that really don't understand the the current the modern PCP. These are air guns that are, are filled with a compressor. Uh, ultimately, a compressor is involved, a very high output compressor. You can fill them with an air tank, but you still, somebody's got to have a compressor to fill that air tank, you know? Right. And yeah. So they're, they're basically, uh, I just got through shooting a, uh, it's called, the company is Umarex, and it's called a Hammer, Hammer, H A M M E R. It's been around for a bit, a while there. Uh, it's a 50 caliber, a true 50 caliber. The bullets are sized just tad over 50. Uh, and it's the first 50 caliber uh, that pressures, this thing pressures up, Larry, to 4,500 PSI. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's just a whole lot of pressure. And so you can imagine that kind of pressure as a propellant, if you will, pushing a bullet. Uh, you know, and bullet weight and velocity is, equates to foot-pounds of pressure, of course. But these things, I'm shooting a 350-grain bullet with this. And I've only had it for a couple of weeks now, but I've spent quite a bit of time shooting it. It's, it's different than any other big boy air gun, Larry, that I've ever shot. Uh, for this reason, the, the pressure, one thing. I mean, if if you just handed this uh, Umarex hammer to someone that uh, was uh, accustomed to the old pump-up pellet pellet guns that we used to shoot, say so exactly, they, they 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 are in for a shock. I mean, they literally are. So it shoots hard and it develops up to 600 foot-pounds of energy. Now, um, but it's way different. The one of the things that's different about it. Uh, you can imagine that kind of pressure. It's got a, of course, it's got a built-in cylinder that holds this designed to hold that kind of pressure. Right. Well, you can imagine uh, a couple of strong. It, it it takes 
it will make three what you and I would call killing shots. The first two are 100% uh, as far as much as it's going to get, and the next one only backs off just a little bit. Right. But it's basically a two-shot gun, and it's a cylinder that loads two. They like to call them pellets, but these things are 350 grains up to 550 grain chunks of lead. Now, the 550 is a little bit more than I want to shoot. I like to shoot the 350s because of trajectory downrange, you know? Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've shot these things, and I just sighted it in at, at uh, actually at 75 yards. So you're good. I won't be shooting any hogs or deer or anything like that any farther than that, probably much closer. And uh, I don't know. It's just <clears throat> the thing is, it's it's way different than most people could imagine. I guess to, to learn more about it, you can Google Umarex uh, Hammer, you know, 50 caliber, and there's a lot of stuff online you can learn about the thing. But, uh, Larry, what I'm going to do, I've got a magazine article planned in, right. in the works to, uh, to, sco to put a scope, a, a thermal scope on this thing. Uh, I'm going to use a, a AGM Global Vision makes one makes a line of scopes called a Rattler R A T T L E R. Well, they make the the entry level, if you will, about a thousand bucks. So this thing will, you know, at night it's it's good for way over a hundred yards, but it will be excellent for the close in work on hogs. I'm wanting to do. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, Larry. The the PCP air gun. I got a new toy to play with, buddy. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, having a new toy makes things a lot more interesting. <laughs> it does. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned hog hunting, and, and we talk about hog hunting quite a bit because it's one of those game animals, if you will, and I know they're not considered game animals most places. They're considered either an exotic or, or a feral animal, but uh, uh, we're in the time right now, the hunting seasons for the most part are pretty much over with. I'm talking about big game for like white-tailed deer and the bear season not that far away turkey season's not that far away but to me and we've talked a little bit about this in the past that this is an ideal time to kind of introduce yourself to a new way of hunting and hogs just for whatever reason <laughs> that you want to call them are the ideal animal of opportunity or target of opportunity and with the expanded hog populations that we have not only in the south but southwest and southeast and over in california i've got several friends that live in california and evidently they're they're covered up with uh, feral hogs as well too so it's one of those times it, it, right now is a great time if you've ever thought about using an air gun or, or again if you thought about maybe getting into handgun hunting yeah. or archery or or crossbow or whatever this is an ideal time to really get used to that product or that particular way of hunting and uh and with the hogs uh great hunting opportunities in terms of, of fun in terms of learning and in terms of eating as well too that's true larry you know it's kind of interesting uh the david our friend david cotton and edgar cotton over in in, in kaufman county east of dallas uh i got a, a text from from david yesterday they had trapped uh trapped several good-sized hogs on their on their ranch there in, in Becker and uh, it's it's kind of kind of odd because up until the last week or two every hog trapper that I know 
and even around my corn feeders, which I watch hogs closely, close to my house, right. and with cameras and everything, uh, the hogs were just seemed to disappear. What what we think, and we meant, might have mentioned this last week, but what what I think, and I've got some folks that agree with me, maybe that the hog, the sows, there are a bunch of baby pigs on the ground everywhere these cameras i've got you'll see one sow come in with six to eight pigs she'll she'll fool it by herself i mean there won't be the group of sounder of, of multiple hogs but those sows they secret themselves out in the woods when they have those babies now they're coming in and you're seeing on the camera and and then when you're out hunting too you'll see the sounders are regrouping the sows are getting back together with their other sow buddies, <laughs> you know, and the, and you've got your roving boar. You'll see him come in, circle around, looking for a sow and estrus, you know. But they were hard. They were hard to to find, hard to hunt, hard to trap. About up until about a week ago, but uh, David Cotton and other people that really spend a lot of time out in the woods told me, hey, they they're back. They never left. They just got off to themselves but you know that's kind of a fine point of hog hunting but it happens about this time every year larry the sows can have babies you know uh, throughout the year and you'll you'll see an occasional sow in the summertime you know with baby pigs oh absolutely but but not nothing like let's like almost like the uh the fawns being white tail fawns being born in late may and june with these pigs they're just I mean, they're everywhere I've, that I uh, monitor, you know. Well, you mentioned the white-tailed fawns. What's interesting is that most animals have their young so that they're born at a very opportune time in terms of uh, nutrition. You know, if you're, in the, if you're in the cattle business right now, a lot of people are having, having their calves right. right now because of the fact that we're coming on to, uh, you know, some pretty good grass on mm-hmm. the ground and pretty good groceries out there So. It's probably just Mother Nature's way of, of uh, ensuring that whatever is born, you know, has a better opportunity to survive going into the future. That's right. I'm certainly no biologist, but I've learned a lot of things, just like what you mentioned from you through the years, Larry. And and I always have kind of got an inquiring mind in anything in the outdoors anyway, but I, I've pieced it together. You know how good hog hunting is in the fall when the acorns are on the ground, they're everywhere, the hogs are numerous, they're 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 no more numerous then than they are now. But they're just more visible. What and and what's going on? If you watch your cameras in the fall, a lot of breeding activity. Those boars are on the prowl big time. Oh yeah. Back like in November, you know. Well, December three months later, here's our baby pigs on the ground. You just <laughs> you you can't help but notice things like that. You know about deer, hogs, or whatever. Especially when you have the opportunity to spend a lot of time you know, observing them, right? Exactly. You know, while we're talking along those lines right now, uh, I've heard from you and I've heard from other people that are telling me they're seeing an unbelievable number of coyotes running together and uh, talking about pairs. And it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. We're kind of coming upon the fact right now that late February is generally a pretty darn good time for the uh, for the breeding season of mm-hmm. coyotes as well, too. And that probably follows through as well, is that uh, those, those females are are getting bred right now, won't be long, they'll have pups, the, 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 a lot of little pigs on the ground, a lot of little animals coming and hitting the ground kind mm-hmm. of thing, being born. And so that kind of follows that way through too, doesn't it? It does. It, it definitely does when you think about it. Yeah, and uh, food is plentiful. 
right now. Baby pigs. I mean, that's food for the for the uh, the bobcats and the coyotes, and it's uh, and then here they are having young too. And then guess what? When their young gets up a little bit bigger, what are they going to be chowing down <laughs> on? Right? <laughs> it, it's the outdoors is a cycle. It it is. I, you know, a few years ago, I, I mentioned I'm certainly no biologist, and that's a fact. But you know, but I I did go to the Texas Master Naturalist classes, and and I'd be the first to say that you're not a master anything when you get through with that class, but you are exposed to a great many really professional people. Uh, so like you, you could teach a class at, 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 in the Texas Master Naturalist on uh, mammal, deer, you know. You, you, you'd be qualified. But people like you, but they would be uh, foresters. They'd be, uh, you know, ornithologists. People that were reptile people, you know, that were, they, they might not know a lot about the other studies but they knew a lot about one particular subject so i learned a good bit about that you know through a, through a class like that so uh if you're if you're like me and you're you're not a biologist and hadn't had a lot of formal studies but if you have an inquiring mind there's ways that you know you can learn things like that in classes can't you larry you really can't, which brings us right back to the fact that you're shooting an air gun. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it really, it really, truly does. It, it's, if you have an open mind, and in, in, in these days, we really need to in so many different ways. But it's just like learning about different firearms or different hunting techniques or different animals. Uh, it is. It keeps life interesting, as you kind of mentioned earlier on, and particularly in the fact that, you know, Hunting with air guns, where we started with, is is a growing sport, and there are more and more people getting into it. And of course, the technology has increased in terms of of uh, being able to maintain that high pressure or to produce a, a product that can take that high pressure. And then, along the same way, the bullets need to be developed that work into those kind of circumstances and situations that will penetrate deeply that they're aerodynamically correct and mm -hmm. all those other kind of things so it's all part of a big learning process it really is and, and i'm sure glad that we're part of it whether we're taking our uh, uh taurus pistols and, and shooting shooting uh at the range or taking a umarex big bore air gun or exactly. or a mossberg shotgun for turkeys and i'll tell you what next next week we might want to get back on our turkey talk a little bit more larry because it's sure coming up close it is right upon us and you're right 